The Santa Claus has become a massive saga. What began as a simple story of an ordinary man becoming Santa Claus and learning to become a father has evolved into a Christmas epic filled with time travel, a vast magical Yuleverse, and a collection of explanations around the magic and meaning of the holiday. And now that Scott Kelvin's tale has become so vast, I think it's finally time to piece everything together and fully explain the festive and insane Santa Claus timeline. But before we dive into everything, I along with today's sponsor, Disney Collect, would love to wish you a very happy holiday season. You see, the Disney Collect app allows you to get virtual cards of all of your favorite characters, and right now to celebrate the holidays, you can even get access to special holiday cards and sets that are only going to be available this holiday season. There are cards showcasing classic holiday comics, craftables of holiday treats and decorations, and depictions of Mickey Mouse and all of his friends celebrating the holidays. With the cards you open from packs, missions, and their arcade, you can work to complete sets, craft them into rare cards, and even trade them with friends you've connected with in the app or other fans from around the world. You can begin collecting your own sets of Disney digital cards today by downloading the app through my link below. And once you're all set up, you can follow me just like all of my social accounts by searching Isaac Carlson. Now, in the Santa Claus universe, the role of Santa Claus began because of jolly old Saint Nicholas of Myra, who gave away his inherited fortune after his parents passed away. Everything is connected to Christmas spirit, going all the way back to jolly old Saint Nicholas. The small joys of life that he helped create through his small gifts helped provide hope and meaning to people's difficult lives, and that undertaking brought true magic into the world. See. Children hold the spirit of Christmas within their hearts. As more children's hearts began to believe in Christmas, the magic became stronger, allowing the clauses and the elves to manifest into our world. They were ethereal beings and heavenly spirits whose mission was to continue bringing Christmas to life each year. Together, they constructed a base of operations at the North Pole, where they would build toys for children around the world, and each year, with the help of their flying reindeer, Santa Claus would bring those gifts to showcase the power of giving. After St. Nicholas, hundreds of years passed and new Santa Clauses were occasionally brought to life to meet the new challenges of the day. While the old Santas would live within the new ones, each Santa Claus from throughout history was remembered and celebrated through a unique snow globe that would live within the Hall of Snow Globes. These are all the snow globes for all the Santas that have ever been. While the elves were a constant force in bringing to life the holiday, each Santa tried to run things in their own way with varying levels of success, but nevertheless, they kept Christmas alive. Santa Claus wasn't the only mystical being, though. There was an entire council of legendary beings that Santa was a part of, composed of notable members such as the Tooth Fairy, Father Time, Mother Earth, the Easter Bunny, and Cupid. In the 20th century, the 17th Santa Claus met little Scotty Kelvin, who demonstrated a deep compassion for others. His massive list for Santa was made so that he could get the people in his life what they wanted so that they could believe in the magic of Christmas too. In that moment, Santa Claus saw that Scott Kelvin had the potential for greatness. One day, I think that you are going to make this world a much better place. Unfortunately, that memory was stripped away from him to preserve the secret of Santa Claus, and eventually Scott Kelvin stopped believing in the magic of Christmas altogether, as did most of the adults within the story of the Santa Claus. And I stopped believing in Santa Claus a long time ago. That's not surprising. Most grown-ups can't believe in magic. It just 
sort of grows out of them. Due to toys never arriving and parents explaining there was no such thing as Santa Claus, so many kids were forced to grow up and live without magic. As an adult, Scott married a woman named Laura, and together they had a son named Charlie. Unfortunately, they inevitably divorced, and Laura went on to marry a sweater-wearing psychiatrist named Neil. Scott may have risen to become a successful marketing executive for a toy company, but he was antagonistic and struggled to connect with his son. At the same time, though, there was a part of him that was desperate to ensure Charlie was able to continue to experience the magic of Christmas, even though he didn't believe. In the background, Scott Kelvin was selected without his knowledge to be the first human Santa Claus, and the many clauses that would eventually be associated with that position were drafted in hopes of guiding him through the experience. The previous ethereal Santas hoped that one day the title would no longer be decided by mystical beings. Some, like the head elf Bernard, were against the idea of a human becoming Santa Claus. He didn't believe the fate of magic should be entrusted to a human, but they ignored his concerns. The previous Santas determined there was going to be a new Santa Claus, which is why Bernard and the rest of the elves weren't concerned when a different Santa arrived at the North Pole. How did you know the other guy was gone? And sure enough, during 1994's Christmas, Santa Claus arrived at Scott Kelvin's home, he fell off the roof, and the ethereal Santa Claus faded away, leaving only his suit behind. Because of the encouragement by Charlie, Scott followed the instructions that were left behind. He put on the coat, allowing his transformation into Santa Claus to begin. He unknowingly accepted the Santa Claus. You read the card, you put on the suit that clearly falls under the Santa Claus, and now you're Santa, okay? But there was actually a second path the timeline could have gone down that Christmas, one where Jack Frost stole the job of Santa Claus for himself. You see, in the future, Jack Frost tricked Scott into enacting the escape clause by having him wish to undo his time as Santa on his snow globe from the Hall of Snow Globes. That action transported Scott and Jack back to the moment when the previous Santa fell off the roof, allowing Jack Frost to steal the coat and the position of Santa Claus for himself. Now, what would have happened if Scott Kelvin never became Santa Claus? In that reality, Scott Kelvin continued down the path he was following before he became Santa. He remained an absent father who focused on becoming wealthy even though it isolated him. Neil and Laura also divorced after they had their daughter Lucy since the pressure on Neil to be Charlie's father became too much for their marriage, and Charlie's rebellious and angry phase sent him down a dark path. Scott's removal from his family's life destroyed them all. At the same time, Jack Frost completely commercialized the North Pole. Instead of delivering presents all around the world, Jack turned the North Pole into a resort where families were forced to pay for their children's place on the nice list so that they could receive presents. But this reality was erased when Scott tricked Jack Frost into undoing his time as Santa Claus. During this visit to the past, Scott was able to restrain Jack to make sure the original timeline could continue as normal. The true Santa Claus was able to rise. At first, when Scott discovered that Santa was real, he felt uncertain of the magic he was seeing before his eyes. The flying reindeer, the ability to squeeze inside any home to deliver presents, and the North Pole were overwhelming. But Charlie kept encouraging him to explore his new role, because whether he liked it or not, he was responsible for Christmas. I know who you are, Dad. You'll figure it out soon enough. There are a lot of kids that believe in you. Over the next few months, Scott gained weight. He began to crave sweets uncontrollably. His hair turned white. He started to understand what everyone in the world wanted for Christmas, and he even knew if people were naughty or nice. And through Charlie's belief in magic, he was able to help Scott believe he truly was Santa Claus. 
That next Christmas, as father and son, they brought the holiday to life. Sure, Laura and Neil thought Scott was going a bit crazy at first, but in reality, Scott was softening and was allowing himself to be filled with joy. He embraced his new life as Santa Claus, and by revealing who he truly was to Laura and Neil, he welcomed the rest of his family into that new world. As the years went on, Laura and Neil did have their daughter Lucy, who looked up to Scott as an uncle, but Charlie was forced throughout her childhood to keep his father's identity from her. He felt burdened by all of the lies leading him to lash out, which put him on the naughty list, and at the same time an oversight by the elves put Scott's time as Santa Claus into jeopardy. I gotta get married! Yes, it's... The Mrs. Claus. Santa was alerted to the reality that if he did not get married before that Christmas Eve, he would be forced to give up being Santa Claus. And the process had already begun. He was slowly being desantified and was running out of magic. Now, in hopes of handling his personal responsibilities while keeping Christmas on schedule, he was convinced to create a toy copy of himself with the help of the second-in-command elf, Curtis, who could be responsible for watching over the North Pole. While Santa spent time with his family, he met Charlie's principal, Carol Newman, who he quickly fell in love with and used his limited magic to make their time together something special. At first, it was difficult for her to believe Scott was the real Santa Claus, but eventually she opened up her heart and saw him for who he truly was. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. In the North Pole, the toy Santa came to believe that all of the children of the world were naughty, so he built an army, took over the workshop, and locked up the elves so he could send coal to everyone. Luckily, the elves revolted against the toy Santa's toy soldiers, and Scott arrived to fight the evil version of himself before he ruined Christmas. Fun side note, during the fight between Santa and toy Santa in the Santa Claus 2, the toy Santa says, You are a sad, strange little man. Which is the same line Tim Allen's other iconic Disney character, Buzz Lightyear, told Woody in Toy Story. You are a sad, strange little man. Now, after the toy Santa was shrunken down, Scott confessed to Carol that he needed to get married to remain Santa Claus, and he revealed that he was in love with her. Santa was always there for you, and I will be there for you as long as you continue to believe in me. That night, Scott and Carol were married, and he transformed once again into Santa Claus. On his route that Christmas, he also revealed his true identity to little Lucy to show Charlie that secrets shouldn't be a burden when they're special. They're gifts to be bestowed to the ones you love. Now, where was Bernard in Santa Claus 3? Well, sometime after Scott and Carol's wedding, Bernard left the North Pole and gave up his eternal youth when he fell in love with a human. Uh, I haven't been around lately because, uh, well, I got married. It's Vanessa Redgrave, she's like 85. We're several hundred years apart, but we still find things to talk about. Well, that's a good couple. In his place, Curtis rose to become the number one elf, but of course Bernard was always willing to step back into his role if the fate of Christmas was ever in jeopardy, especially once he came to realize that Scott was a great Santa Claus. The best Santa I ever saw. Also after Mr. and Mrs. Claus got married, Carol eventually got pregnant, and it was during this period when Scott almost lost Christmas because of Jack Frost. The combination of the stress of knowing he was going to be a father again, Jack sabotaging the Christmas preparations, and Carol's parents, and Laura and Neil's family visiting for the first time, Jack was able to manipulate Santa into enacting the escape clause. But of course, Scott was able to undo his mistake, returning him immediately back to the moment he made his wish. Due to the experience of seeing his family crumble before his eyes, Scott decided to remove all secrets from his family. He once again revealed himself as Santa Claus to the ones he cared about. 
And it was little Lucy who thawed Jack Frost's heart with her magical hug, removing his desire to rule over Christmas. Twelve years after originally becoming Santa, Mr. and Mrs. Claus had a boy that Christmas who they named Buddy after Carol's father, and a few years later they had a daughter named Sandra. A new leader of the elves also rose again. The elf Betty became chief of staff, and her husband Noel became one of Santa's best friends. Charlie also grew up and got married to a woman named Marie, and together they had two sons, Asher and Peter, making Santa Claus a grandfather. As the 30th anniversary of becoming Santa Claus approached, Scott questioned whether he should continue now that he had been forced to spend so many Christmases away from his family. This concern led him to learn about the successes clause, which would allow him to retire after choosing a worthy successor. And at first this excited him. Scott really hoped Charlie would step up to the position of Santa Claus someday when he would retire, since Charlie once said, I think I'm going to go into the family business. He was Santa's oldest child. He had visited the North Pole countless times. He had rode along on Christmas. Christmas and was shown to do whatever it took to keep the magic alive, but unfortunately he couldn't fill that role. Now that Charlie had a life and a family of his own, he was just not willing to run the North Pole like he had dreamed of as a child. At first, Santa's second son, who now goes by Cal, also was unable to be in the running for Santa Claus because he desired to experience the world for himself. So Scott attempted to recruit the best of humanity for the role. The truth was though, Scott struggled to find someone who could step up. But eventually he settled on the gaming developer and tech entrepreneur Simon Choksi. Unfortunately under Simon's rule, the North Pole was distorted into a distribution center that combined business technology and magic to provide instantaneous delivery to everyone around the globe for a fee. Simon himself disregarded the meaning of the holiday and his own daughter to pursue his ambitions. And the consequence was that the spirit of Christmas faded away from people's hearts in the year he controlled the North Pole. After exploring his origin as Santa Claus across the Yuleverse, learning that the elves were disappearing and seeing the magic of Christmas crumbling around him, Scott came to reclaim his home and his role as Santa Claus. In the fight to once again save Christmas, he discovered that the way to bring back the magic of Christmas was to reconnect with his family. Instead of merely revealing his secret and sharing his burdens, he brought his wife and children onto the front lines of keeping Christmas alive. Along that journey, he also came to learn that by raising his children in the North Pole, they were embedded with magic. It became clear that they would one day be responsible for continuing the tradition of Santa Claus. Fun people, thank you for watching this video in my parents' house in Wisconsin. The best present you could give me this season is to subscribe if you haven't already to help me get to a million subscribers. And of course, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I hope you have a magical day.